Welcome to the Church of St. Dunstan in Mineola, Texas. The following audio is a rebroadcast from Sunday morning, March the 3rd, 2024, the third Sunday in Lent. The Reverend Canon René Somodavia delivers our message for the day. Our scriptures today are taken from Exodus chapter 20, verses 1 through 17, Psalm chapter 19, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 18 through 25, in John chapter 2, verses 13 through 22. A reading from Exodus 20, verses 1 to 17. God spoke all these words to Moses on Mount Sinai. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol, whether in the form of anything that is in heaven above, that is on the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God, punishing children for the iniquity of parents to the third and fourth generation of those who reject me, but showing steadfast love to the thousandth generation of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not make wrongful use of the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not acquit anyone who misuses his name. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. For six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. You shall not do any work, you, your son or your daughter, your male or female slave, your livestock or the alien resident in your towns. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, but rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and consecrated it. Honor your father and your mother so that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or male or female slave or ox or donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor. The word of the Lord. Thanks be God. We will now repeat Psalm 19 found on the book of Common Prayer, page 606, responsively by half verse. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows its handiwork. One day tells its tale to another, and one night imparts knowledge to another. Although they have no words or language, and their voices are not heard, their sound has gone out into all lands, and their message to the ends of the world. In the deep has he set a pavilion for the sun. 
It It goes forth from the utmost edge of the heavens and runs about to the end of it again. The law of the Lord is perfect and revives the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure and he gives wisdom to the innocent. The statutes of the Lord are just and rejoice the heart. The command of the Lord is clear and gives life to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean and endures forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, more than much fine gold. Sweeter are than honey, than honey and By them also is your servant enlightened. Who can tell how often he offends? Above all, keep your servant from presumptuous sins. Let them not get dominion over me. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. A reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 18 to 25. The message about the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and the discernment of the discerning I will thwart. Where is the one who is wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world. For since in the wisdom of God, the world did not know God through wisdom, God decided through the foolishness of our proclamation to save those who believe. For Jews demand signs and Greeks desire wisdom, but we proclaim Christ crucified a stumbling block to the Jews and foolishness to the Gentiles. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. For God's foolishness is wiser than human wisdom and God's weakness is stronger than human strength. The word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel of our Lord and the Savior Jesus Christ, according to St. John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. The Passover of the Jews was near, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple he found people selling cattle, sheep, and doves, and the money changers seated at their tables. Making a whip of cords, he drove all of them out of the temple, both the sheep and the cattle. He also poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. 
you tell those who are selling the doves, take these things out of here. Stop making my father's house a marketplace. His disciples remember that it was written, zeal for your house will consume me. The Jews then said to him, what sign can you show us for doing this? Jesus answered them, destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews then said, this temple has been under construction for 40 years, 46 years, and you will raise it up in three days. But he was speaking of the temple of his body. After he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they believed the scripture and the word that Jesus had spoken. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. In the name of the living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. One clarification in regards to the reading from the Old Testament, and I address this to the children that I just briefly saw and the parents of those children, and even those of you who are no longer children, I see you in the back, but you're young. I don't want you to misinterpret what was said. God does not punish children because of what the parents did. That does not happen, okay? So if your moms and your dads misbehave, God is not gonna come get you in the middle of the night and pull your toes off. <laughs> okay, so I want you to realize that. When I was in seminary, my homiletics professor said that sermons can either be teaching or evangelical. And sometimes if you teach something, then you can ask the people to go and do likewise. So I'm gonna do that. We're going to understand what it is that John is doing in this writing of Jesus coming in and cleansing the temple. And then we'll need to go and do likewise. In Mark, Matthew, and Luke, how many times does Jesus go into Jerusalem? And when is that? Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday on the donkey, right? And he never leaves Jerusalem alive. In the Gospel of John, John is trying to let us understand that Jesus was a good practicing Jew. And as such, he went to Jerusalem for all the feasts every time that they happened. So John has Jesus going to Jerusalem five times. So he just thought, just walk into the temple and goes, oh my goodness, look at what's going on. He knew what was going on. This is the normal behavior for a Jew to go on the major feast days and pay tribute to God. You and I know that Christmas and Easter are the two main times when our churches are full, packed with people, because they remember that those two days have some meaning, and they want to go and honor God. Now, what does the temple mean to Jesus as a good Jew? Number one, that's where he was presented after his birth. 
We even have a feast, the presentation of our Lord. Yearly visits to worship and offer sacrifice, very important to him. Storytelling by others who were there. To him, the sounds and the smells. We all have that. We all tie some events in our lives to some sounds and some smells. At 12, we know from the Gospel of Luke that he did what? He went and taught in the temple until Mary and Joseph turned around realizing that he was not with them and went and got him out. And he said to them that he was about the business of his father. This will come back to tell us something about today. And there were all other remembrances and meanings. What are your memories of St. Dunstan's? Or maybe he shared with me that Wes is a new member here. What, what are your revelations of places you've been before? You will remember them. Something will trigger that. Music will trigger some memories for me. Some sentences, some words will trigger something. So what's happened to the temple? What's happened to the temple that Jesus knew as a child and grew to love? It's become a marketplace. And in other descriptions, it's called a den of thieves. Originally, all the business took care, took place in the Kidron Valley, way off, where the Garden of Gethsemane is, not in the temple. Some records indicate that it was the high priest Caiaphas that brought this business into the temple. What is the business? Okay, well, you're traveling far, okay? The temple for you, our cathedral, is in Dallas. And once a year, we're called upon to go to St. Matthew's Cathedral. Now we get in our cars or whatever and we drive there and it's okay. Back then, you have to really realize these people were either walking or riding a donkey or riding a cart pulled by an ox. It was difficult to do. But because the law called for it, they did. And they traveled far. Now, they brought their own animals to sacrifice. And that would also slow them down. So it was arduous work to go to the temple. So, Somebody said, why don't we offer animals outside the temple? That way people won't have to labor so much in their traveling. And then what happened was that you went and bought an animal outside the temple. When you got in the temple, inside you were told what? This animal is not acceptable. You have to buy one of our own. There goes the price. <laughs> and then other animals were sold inside the temple. They were presented as being spotless, for that was the only way you could offer animal sacrifice to God. And the markup was sometimes 300%. The money changers, they had to be there because the temple could not accept the Roman coins 
because they had graven images of Caesar on them. They needed to go to shekels or Tyrian coins, something that was flat, so that they would obey God's commandment that you shall have no other gods but me and you shall have no graven images. So you see the setup here. You travel hard and fast, you're gonna be there, you bring your animal, they say no, you gotta buy another one. So you go, you buy one, then you go inside and says that's not good enough, you have to buy more. You see what's happening here. Those in authority are taking advantage of those who are coming to pay homage to God. And it's into this setting that Jesus walks in at the Passover of all times, the solemn day, solemn feast celebrating the Exodus. When God came and told you, Brenner, you will let the people go. <laughs> now, why did Jesus act the way he did? John says that Jesus took some cords, made a whip, so it took him some time to make the whip. And I can just imagine the disciples going like, what, what are you doing? Why are you making, why, why is that? You already have a cincture on you. Why, what are you doing? The picture of Jesus with a whip is an awe-inspiring and very scary sight. He was angry angry at another way that people had turned their backs on God, the God that gives so freely his love and his care for his creation. One more glaring social injustice perpetrated in the name of religion. And all we have to do is turn on the television nowadays and we see the destruction that is going on regardless of where you stand on any aspect of any of the issues that the news present to us. These are injustices perpetrated in the name of religion. So these changes in the temple did not occur overnight, like I said, and they were gradual until they got out of hand. Sometimes we become used to seeing things and because we see them repeatedly we tend to not pay much attention to them after a while. In the Warsaw Ghetto and that was if you remember that was a, uh, a fenced off area that the Nazis created in Warsaw to keep the Polish people captive there, there was a lot of harassment, few were killed, there was great hunger, and children were mistreated, they were dying in the streets of starvation. People were shocked at the beginning, but then they became used to it. The longer it went, the more accustomed people became and they would just simply step over the bodies in the street. The story has that a lady was attacked by a man for her food and no one went to her aid, even though it happened in the midst of 
a group of people. And we too become used to the ways in which we deviate, we jump off the track, ways in which we sin, sin against God and our neighbor. So Lent comes around once a year. I was asked the other day, why is it that the church continues to preach on sin? <laughs> well, because we keep sinning, have you noticed? <laughs> but that was an honest, an honest question. Why do we need to talk about sin? Because that's something God does not want us to do, and we keep doing it. So we need to be reminded that we're doing it, otherwise we become very familiar and very comfortable. Those places where God would like to reside in us are occupied by things like snobbishness, exclusiveness, coldness, arrogance, fastidiousness, lack of hospitality, and a kind of a closed club mentality. And another uh, very long list of sins. So how, how do we get to the point that what we do, which gets Jesus mad enough to turn over the tables? We do it slowly and methodically. Can you recount from waking up this morning until getting here everything that you did? Most of them, but some of them are so automatic, you don't, you don't think about that. That is the way that we fall into the trap of being methodically sinful. So today, Jesus holds up a mirror to us, lets us look in there, so we may see what needs to be changed in our lives. Lent is the perfect time for that. After all, the reality of following Jesus requires overturning some things. Don't you think? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.